Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. I love the smell of debunker desperation in the morning. It smells like victory. Victory. Yeah, uh, ever since that article broke yesterday in the debrief, uh, a lot of the debunkers have shown nothing but pure desperation. It's, it's, be, it's beyond pathetic at this point. And we're going to focus today on two of those debunkers, uh, Stephen Greenstreet and Mick West. You know, yesterday, when that story in the debrief about David Grush, a former intelligence officer who was saw classified documents that talked about recovered extraterrestrial non-human craft and bodies, he was talking about that in a later interview. But uh, when that story first broke, uh, it pretty much smashed into a million pieces the psyche of the debunkers out there. I think they see the writing on the wall and... All of their posts, for the most part, ever since, completely stink of desperation. It's just so obvious. I want to start from yesterday. One of the first things that Mick West, uh, the debunker, the uh, former video game programmer turned UFO debunker expert for some reason. I mean, he just, he's really not. He's just some person who has risen up in the ranks of the debunker world and uh, people look to him. There's a, there's a contingent of people out there who don't want this to be real and they need to be con constantly reassured that all of this stuff is phony. So who do they turn to? They turn to people who will tell them lies, sweet little lies. And who this person is, uh, Mick West is the top of the heap in the debunker world. But... Uh, he posted, I'm going to talk about some of his Twitter tweets here. So when the article comes out, uh, he didn't like some of the things that were said in that. And, and we'll talk about that in his first tweet. He says, obviously, there are top secret programs dedicated to reverse engineering foreign technology. What is unclear is the basis for the, quote, indisputable realization that at least some of these technologies of unknown origin derive from non-human intelligence. So that was a direct quote from the article that he was quoting there. So he doesn't know what the, un, he is unclear what the basis is. Well, the basis is, is that uh, Grush actually saw classified documents that included this information. That's what the basis is. What Nothing was unclear about it. It was, he, he was exposed to documents, classified documents. And he talked about these classified documents, documents with Congress. So that's what it was. There's nothing unclear about it. But see, he has to put a make it sound mysterious. He has to put out there real quick for his for his cult followers out there in the world who need to be reassured that please, Mick, please, Mick, please tell me, please tell me there's nothing to this. Please tell me, please tell me some lies. I I need to be able to go to sleep tonight. That's that's what's going on here. And then. Uh, and his next tweet was, In light of the cult-hot debrief story about David Grush, I'd just like to raise again this question I asked three days ago. With the caveat that Grush did not actually work in such a program, and we don't yet know who did. And this, he's referring to a comment he made before the Grush story came out, a tweet that he posted on June 2nd, which states, Imagine if someone once worked on a highly compartmentalized program to reverse engineer captured foreign tech. They get convinced they were actually working on alien craft. They tell the story for years, convince some UAP folk, and end up testifying to Congress. Possible! 
So that's desperation. This is desperation. They don't want to believe this. This guy, he's, he's failing to understand, too. The guy signed documentation he 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 filed a complaint and he and he he signed it i mean if he gets in if it turns out to be lies he can go to jail he's not mick west ain't pointing that part out is he and then what else does he say uh oh he's talking about oh this is interesting he's talking about arrow so dod arrow a large team of experts from science and the intelligence community have seen no credible credible evidence of off-world technology but ross cotard and leslie keen have how does that work well, let me tell you how that works, Mick, is that uh, how about uh, Sean Kirkpatrick and everybody else in the Department of Defense has been lying, lying, Mick, lying. And we got some whistleblowers stepping up to the plate who told Ross Coltart and Leslie Keene about what they know. That's what's going on, you dummy. Are you a dummy? Or, but no, no, I know who's the dummy. And I know who, the, who the, the targets are, the marks, right? It's those dum-dums who keep following you, who keep going to your... Uh, t- Twitter page to, to be reassured again. So you're just, again, telling them sweet little lies. And then, uh, this was a good one. This this one, this this tweet here, this is all from yesterday. This is from June 5th, these ones I'm reading. This one here reeks, I mean, stinks really bad of desperation. And he wrote, he tweeted, There are top secret programs dedicated to reverse engineering foreign technology. They have been studying non-U.S. space vehicles for over 60 years. You can read some of the publicly available details here. So he leaves a link there for an article from the National Air and Space Intelligence Center Heritage where it talks about how the United States has been studying uh, non-U.S. space vehicles for over 60 years. He's trying to make it seem like it's stuff from other countries. Sorry, Mick, uh, but you're wrong. You're, you're wrong, Mick. Let me tell you something right now, Mick. I'm going to explain something to you. I've seen one of these extraterrestrial creatures with my own eyeballs, and I've also seen a craft with my own eyeballs on a different occasion along with another witness uh you weren't there just like you didn't see the uh classified documents that david grush had the opportunity to look at so you have no idea what you're talking about why should anyone believe you okay let's go on to the next one here then he puts out a a poll here he says Uh, This is, again, from June 5th. What best explains the head of DOD Arrow, Sean Kirkpatrick's assertion that he sees no evidence of off-world technology where a credentialed whistleblower claims the United States has had it for decades? And he had the choices of, there is no evidence, his clearance is too low, Kirkpatrick is lying, and don't care slash, don't know slash care. Okay, I'm not even going to vote on that because I'm not going to. No, I don't want to. And then here's something from uh, uh, another one that he posted. Uh, this was with regards to the interview last night that appeared on News Nation, the, the interview between Ross Coltart and uh, David Grush. Uh, and here's what Mick says. Never mind flying saucers. Whistleblower David Grush says we have, quote, dead pilots, end quote, of alien craft. Unfortunately, he's not seen them or any photos of them, the craft or the technology. But nonetheless, he assures us it is true. Gonna need some details here. 
Well, guess what? The details are is that he has been privy to the classified documents and he signed uh, paperwork that if he's lying, he's gonna, he can get arrested for perjury and go to prison. So again, Mick, it's, it's classified documentation, Mick, that you have not been uh, made privy to at this point. So sorry. And then another uh, tweet from him. <clears throat> like he couldn't stop tweeting about this all day. His world is falling apart. All of this sounds like pure desperation to me. All of it. Arrow's response to claims by whistleblower David Grush. Well, of course he had it. He couldn't wait to post Arrow's response because that's pro-debunker. So he had no... Remember, I, I, I'm not going to get into the pro-response. I mean, basically, Arrow has... You know, the response, I talked about it in just the previous podcast that I posted earlier today, you know, when basically uh, Susan Goh po pointed out that Arrow has not discovered verifiable evidence to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession of reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. That's because Arrow is not being get, given the information that is in, in the possession of the control group. Okay, and then uh, the next, there was another one here. Let's see. Uh, yeah, he asked, he puts out a, another little tweet here 22 hours ago. So that would have been yesterday. That would have been, yeah, uh, the, on the 5th. There was a lot of tweeting from Mick West, the debunker Mick West yesterday. A lot of it, like I said, it's, it's, it reeks of desperation. What would be more significant, the remains of a crashed alien craft or an actual alien body? David Grush claims that people have told him that the United States military has both crashed alien craft and the bodies of the pilots, but media reports seem to focus on the craft. Okay, well, yeah, he's trying to make it sound like there's something fishy. There's something fishy here. I think. I think I sense something fishy here. Why isn't the media focusing on the bodies? Okay, and then let's see. I think that was it for for Mick. Yeah. Now we're gonna switch over to Stephen Greenstreet and this guy here. Let me tell you something. This guy's a reporter for the New York Post. And this guy is an absolute troll. Apparently, something happened in the past. He didn't get an interview with one of the people from the UFO community. I'm not sure who it was, Lou Elizondo, somebody. But, but Stephen feels like you know he should. He's important, right? He feels like he's important, and he's really not. He's working for the New York Post. I mean, the New York Post is a tabloid newspaper, and really, who cares what they put in there, right? Uh, but uh, Stephen Greenstreet works. For them, but he, one of the first things he put out on June fifth was, I see that he spoke with Mister Grush, currently a real estate agent in Colorado, last week. Well, that's all he wrote because he just wants to point out that I spoke with Mister Grush, and all he is is a real estate agent in Colorado. Okay, that's that's all he wanted to say. He just wanted to let you know that because he's going to try to he's going to try to destroy the guy's character. So that's what he's doing, and that's what he's been doing since yesterday. Uh, uh, here's another uh, here's another uh, facetious tweet that he put out. He says, I, I really thought this UFO stuff might be BS. I really did. But now that Lou Elizondo's friend has told Leslie Keene and Ross Coltart that aliens are real, I feel like there might actually be something to it. So he thinks he's real clever with that. He thinks he's really clever with that. But he's really nothing but a foolish, idiotic troll. That's all he is. That's all he'll ever be either, too. I mean, this guy's... This guy's a creep. Uh, let's see where else we go now. Uh, then he's writing, posted a bunch of different articles that he wrote before to show how he showed that Lou Elizondo's nothing but a liar and everything that he's ever said is not true. 
but he really doesn't have if you read his articles they're 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 cleverly written however he doesn't really prove anything it's just because he hates these people he hates them right but um we're gonna fast forward though to the one of his uh tweets from today which i thought was really ugly um and this was uh, hold on i'm gonna click it on click on here i'm gonna click on the whole thing and then read some of his responses <clears throat> Now he's trying to put out uh, this notion that David Grush was groomed by deceitful UFO activists. See, again, you have to remember, too, let's keep in mind here before we even continue, that Stephen Greenstreet is basically in cahoots with Susan Go. They're partly really good uh, close associates, so she's feeding him a lot of information. He's basically been acting like a... Uh, uh, an agent here for the pentagon as far as i'm concerned that's what i see here his close association with them and, and and also the vitriol the vile vitriol that you see expressed in in the way he presents each tweet in fact some of his followers here are actually pointing it out to him that they can't they, they just they can't respect him anymore but here's one of the things that he put out today um and he, and he writes was was UFO whistleblower David Grush groomed by deceitful UFO activists? David Grush claims the U.S. government is in possession of crashed alien spacecraft and alien bodies. This story is going viral right now. Brian Bender, though, former defense writer for Politico who covered UFOs for years, tweeted his opinion that Grush was, quote, groomed, end quote, by dubious UFO activist Lou Elizondo, quote, for several years, end quote. So basically, he's relying on some uh, political writer who's just tweeting his opinion. But he, but, but Green Street wants to elevate this to like a full-fledged story, like it means something, like it's someone's opinion about something really means something, right? In 2017, Elizondo briefly reached C-list celebrity status after claiming he was once the director of a Pentagon UFO program. So he's basically calling Elizondo reach C-list celebrity status. C-list. So he's just trying to slam Elizondo because he hates him. You know, obviously, this is pure hatred. It's all personal with this guy. Sickening, sickening, disgusting clown. Mick West is somewhat amusing, I think. Uh, uh, and, I, and I like making fun of him. So, But but this guy here, this guy's nasty, nasty. It, it's something personal going on with Stephen Greenstreet and Lou Elizondo, obviously. Anyway, continuing with this horrible tweet, he says, He claimed otherworldly UFOs were real and that we may not be alone. This kicked off a five-plus years of UFO mania, but that was all wrong. My exclusive reporting for the New York Post exposes Elizondo as untruthful with his UFO claims. There is no evidence at all to support his stories, and available evidence actually contradicts his entire narrative. Here's my report. Everyone, I'm not, this is, I'm going to add this. Everyone, look at me. Look at me. I'm Stephen Greenstreet, and I'm really smart and intelligent. You should read everything I do. That's what it sounds like to me. It's just reeks of desperation. Please look at me. Anyway, continuing here, it says, while at Politico, Brian Bender was one of the first to credulously report Elizondo's story in 2017, but later admitted he was purposely misled. And this new story was written by the same UFO activists, Leslie Keene and Ralph Blumenthal, who wrote the original false and deceptive 2017 Elizondo story in the New York Times. 
So he's, t- he's saying that, that that's the original story in the New York Times was false and deceptive, which is total nonsense, right? Then he continues, he says, now that Elizondo's claims have been proven false, he has mostly disappeared from the public eye, but now his, quote, friend, end quote, end quote, close ally, end quote, is allegedly, quote, groomed and then rolled out on the world stage for a soft reboot of the Elizondo franchise. So look at this. He's he's claiming that this guy was groomed, that Grush was groomed to uh, and rolled out on the world stage for a soft reboot of the Elizondo franchise. This is pure desperation, and it re- it stinks to high heaven. This guy is a complete absolute troll. Uh, there was even some of people that were responding to this that that are fans. Now this guy says, I'm Pete Venkman says. Uh, I'm a fan, but I think you'll end up being on the wrong side of this when all is said and done. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Regardless, these claims should be looked into by Congress and taken very seriously. Uh, and then Pete Green Street responded to this guy saying, Hi, Pete. I'm quoting people and adding verified context. That's called reporting. No, this isn't called reporting. This is called something personal. This is this is called like a, a column, an editorial. This isn't reporting. This is personal vendetta. That's what this looks like. To everybody out there, even the people that like you, even the people that like Green Street are calling it, calling them out now. Uh uh, and then here's this, as somebody else points out, what is the purpose of using the word grooming other than general slime over your entire post, obviously? Is that the point, to just spew slime? Uh, and so a lot of people are calling them out on here. Uh, and let's see what else. I think somebody else says, yeah, another uh, person who responded here says, you're a reporter, right? Can you provide any factual information on how David was groomed? You just referenced a tweet from someone else with air quotes. And then Green Street responds, I'm reporting a claim. I would direct your questions to the claimant. And then he pr- provides a, a link to Dave, Brian Bender's uh, claimant, uh, claims. But see, this, is, this guy's using his position at the new, as a writer for the New York Post to basically constantly besmirch Lou Elizondo. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's, this, guy, this guy, wow, what a creep. What a creep uh, Stephen Greenstreet has really turned out to be. Apparently, at some point, he was interested in this subject. But obviously, this guy has an ego, you know, that's, I mean, and it makes him look silly. I mean, it's just so silly looking. I mean, I mean, for a normal person looking at this, it's like, I mean, who the hell would want to be friends with a guy like this? Uh, and then somebody else wrote to him, uh, why do all your posts have snide comments like, quote, C-list celebrity? Is it not enough just you, uh, not enough just for you just to report facts? Your resentment seems personal. Are you jealous? And he responded, uh, look, I'm a reasonable man. I'm open to hear an argument that he reached B-list celebrity status. See, look, there you go. I mean, how could how could anybody take this guy seriously? How could he even be a reporter at a big newspaper? In the New York Post, I guess you really can't take it seriously when you got guys like this writing for them. It's absolutely disgusting. Like, I've been hearing stuff be- about this guy be- before. I- I'm not going to really get into all of it because I'm just really not sure at this point right now who this guy really is or what he's about or what, what it's... But it seems to me like it's an obvious personal vendetta. That's what it seems like to me. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Okay, we are back, and I want to talk about a poll that I recently ran on Spotify. (laughs) I get a big kick out of the results so far. I mean, there's still 26 days to go on this poll, but I got to talk about it because I think it's pretty funny, Some one part of it anyway. Uh, 
and this was for a the podcast called, uh, entitled "Billions Are Totally Ignorant of the Extraterrestrial Presence." And uh, the poll question was, what level are you positioned at on the extraterrestrial knowledge hierarchy chart? And then I gave uh, uh, six different positions that you could be uh, sitting at, which I talked about, had talked about during that podcast. So you could check out that podcast. If you didn't hear it yet, you'll know what I'm talking about. Or if you did listen to it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And But I listed six different uh, positions that you might be on with regard to the extraterrestrial knowledge hierarchy chart. And, uh, and, and some people, I just want to point out before I read this, uh, before I go through this, there were at least two different people now who have, who commented in the comments section that, that let me know that they made a mistake in, in their choices. Uh, somebody, Albert 222 wrote, I should have listened to the podcast before voting. So whatever he voted, whatever his choice was, I don't know which, what it was, but he should, he said he should have listened to the podcast before voting because I guess he picked something and then he realized, boy, maybe I, I shouldn't have picked that one. And then there was another one, uh, from somebody that wrote, uh, this is from Sun Allura who wrote strike one from the second category. I voted before listening. I used to be somewhere in between two and three. Sorry. So, this uh, son Allura voted for the number two category, but he says he used to be someone. He used to be somewhere in between two and three, so he doesn't consider himself in the number two category. And actually, quite frankly, I don't see how many people out there would be actually in the number two category, and particularly the number one category. <laughs> now, I put that in there knowing that uh, I, I knew that there was going to be a couple of people joke, jokers out there that was going to say control group. Now, so let me explain the first. Uh, the, the different levels of this hierarchy chart that I'm talking about, it starts the very top is the control group. That If you're in the control group, that means you're in the secret control group. You, you have all knowledge of recovered extraterrestrial craft uh, and or bodies, right? So you know everything. You're, you're read in on all aspects of the, of the phenomenon with regard to how much the government knows. So I would imagine there's probably really zero right of people out there that are listening to my podcast that are in the control group yet out of the 85 people who voted so far there is 26 days left but out of the 85 people who voted so far 13 of them or 16.3 percent said they are in the control group <laughs> now everyone knows who listens to this podcast i have a sense of humor and i and i put that in there knowing that there was going to be a couple of jokers i didn't know there was going to be 13 jokers but hey maybe one of them is in the control group maybe the control group is paying let's for let's pretend for a minute at least one of those 13 is from the control group and they're paying attention to what i'm saying maybe but i would imagine that uh uh, none of these votes for, for from real people in the control group. That would be funny if it was, though, wouldn't it? If, if at least even one of them were. And then the second level would be compartmentalized employee. And eight people said they're in that section or 9.4%. Now, if you're a car compartmentalized employee, I guess there's a possibility that some of them out might exist out there and are listening to my podcast. I guess there's a slight possibility. I think, again, that maybe, well, we know one of them, we have to strike one from that uh, as the one person indicated that uh, they didn't mean to pick number two. So it was really seven. So really seven people voted for, it. but there are eight, there are eight votes for people saying that that means that you're uh, in one of the, one of the programs that is connected with the, that the control group is in charge of that you're in some compartmentalized department. That's looking at one aspect of the, uh, recovered crash or or bodies or whatever, like, but you only have a, a limited knowledge of, 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 of this whole phenomenon of what what's going on 
in the, behind the scenes uh, secretly in the government. But I, again, I I don't know. It'd be interesting. If, if any of these people are in the control group or they are compartmentalized uh, employees, please contact me somehow. Please shoot me an email and and uh, give me more information so I could share it with uh, the listeners. I, I would really really like that. Now the third category is the one I predicted would be the most voted on, and it is experiencers slash researcher, which is people who have had experiences with aliens or uh, craft. Uh, you know that made that really showed them. You know showed them right out that hey yeah it's real and. Or researchers, people who have looked into this enough, that read enough books, or the researchers themselves who have uh, put all the books together, th- who've come to the, con- the proper conclusion that this is real. So there's 38 people voted in that category, or 44.7%. So yes, I would imagine that most people listening to this podcast, uh, or podcasts like it, or YouTube channels like it, are uh, experiencers slash researchers. And then the next category was on the fence, on the fence are people who are very interested in this subject, but they're still not there yet. They still don't believe they need to have more uh, proof given to them before they finally uh, say, yes, I'm there. I believe in this. And 16 people are on the fence who voted so far or 18.8%. And then the next in line is the skeptics, five people or 5.9% are skeptics who are listening to this. These are people who are basically uh, people who follow Mick West right people who follow debunkers online don't want this to be true uh and and seek out assurances on a regular basis that it's not true i'm surprised that there are some people who chose this category uh, number uh skeptic because that that's my definition of skeptic right that's my definition of skeptic these are people who deep down believe it's true but on the surface don't admit to it uh because because they rather they don't want to believe it's true so that's my definition of skeptic uh for this poll and then the final category again this was tied with skeptic blissfully ignorant five five people voted for say they're blissfully ignorant or for 5.9 percent Blissfully ignorant, that was the category where I started off at when I was younger. I was blissfully ignorant. That means you just have no idea that there's anything out there. Uh, I don't know how, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know how you could still be blissfully ignorant. Because, you know, blissfully ignorant to me would be somebody that's not has not even listened to anything like this before, right? I mean, if you're still blissfully ignorant and you're listening to podcasts like mine or, or researching this a little bit, that you're not completely blissfully ignorant. You might be in a skeptics uh, category, but I just can't see how you could be blissfully ignorant. You know, I don't know. Unless it was just people who didn't listen to the podcast and just saw the poll and just said, oh, I'm going to vote blissfully ignorant because I don't believe in that stuff. That's possible too, because you could actually vote on these polls uh, without having to listen to the podcast. But anyway, I really enjoy it. There's still some time left for anybody who wants to vote on it. And again, I, uh, I'm i calling out to anybody who's in control group status and the control group level or the compartmentalized employee level. If you really are there and you really have uh, uh, firsthand access to uh, materials and and or bodies, right? Uh, it'd be interesting to hear from you. Maybe you could uh, become a whistleblower and come right on my podcast and talk to me. Uh, that would be great. We'd all want to hear from you. Anyway, thanks a lot for joining me. Until next time.